Goodies. 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 Hello there. I'm Nadim. I'm Simon. Welcome to Art Cinema Fart Cinema's Goodies. These are mini episodes that we release in between the main show in which we talk about bad films. But in these ones, we talk about good films. We recommend good films. This week, I'm going to recommend Punch Drunk Love. Now, I've actually, in a previous goodie, I've already recommended that you watch Phantom Thread. That's right, you did. So I've already done a film by Paul Thomas Anderson, but I think, I think if someone was to say, hey Nadim, who's your favourite director? I'd probably say Paul Thomas Anderson. Maybe. PTA. Mr. PTA. Mr. Parents Teacher Teacher Association. Association. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or Private Touching Horse. Private Touching Horse, that's good. Or... Pelvic thrusting. thrusting anally. Really? I thought I was I was expecting uh, pelvic thrusting approval. Oh, sure, <laughs> Pel- pelvic thrusting approval is probably better. Anyway, I'm going to recommend Punch Drunk Love. I think I've actually talked about this on the podcast before as well. It's probably it? come up. Yeah. It probably has. So I, I often describe this as my favourite film, but I, I've only actually seen it twice. Mm. Which is unusual for a favourite film, isn't it? Yeah. I so, so Punch Drunk Love tells the story of a man called Barry Egan, who is like this anxious, like, anxious, kind of hardworking, nice guy, who, uh, and, and it's like nice guy in inverted commas, because he's nice on the outside, but he's got a lot of rage and stuff on the inside. And he uh, basically ends up meeting a woman who is perfect for him in pretty much every way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs her. <laughs> that's a ra- that's a reference to the actual film, but never mind. And basically, it so this this film can, it sounds kind of shit, right? It sounds like a shit premise, but it's because oh, I hate it. It's one of those films that's kind of like uh, its style takes over its content in a sort. Yeah, of nah, but hold on, nah, 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 this is what I was gonna say. This is what I was gonna say. I was gonna say if it sounds like it's a shit premise, it's basically right. So it's a guy falls in love with a girl. And stuff happens. That's literally what the story is. If that sounds shit to you, it's probably meant to. Because the guy who plays Barry Egan is... Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. So this sounds like a typical Adam Sandler movie, but it ain't. So directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, he's described this film as an art house Adam Sandler film. And he's totally right. So it's like he takes the kind of uninspired structure of an Adam Sandler film. You know, like the uninspired, <laughs> the uninspired kind of... <laughs> like did he say that on minimum the effort like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take what normally happens in your shit movies and make it French New wave basically yeah yeah and, so, and Adam Sandler's sitting there like that's a good idea because my idea. films are shit I think yeah. Adam Sandler knows his films are pretty bad but I, <laughs> but I think they're good in a different way so it's fine it's The Waterboy's great and so is uh, I love his films man so is The Wedding Singer Waterboy I, I honestly Singer. I would watch an Adam Sandler film I don't, I don't mind him anyway so Paul Thomas Anderson takes the basic plot of, of, of your typical Adam Sandler movie, like, kind of weirdo falls in love with a girl and comes up against <laughs> Basically, he takes that and makes it arty. Can I but, talk about the phone sex bit, or is that a spoiler? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure you can, man. Sure you can. Barry does a phone sex thing in a moment of desperation, and it comes back to bite him when they try and get hold of you know, basically it's a scam thing yeah he barry gets scammed by a sex line uh and it, who, that he phones out of desperation and loneliness and 
<laughs> and basically, that they, they become the villains of the film. The, the, the villains of the film are the scamming people from Utah. Which brings in Philip Seymour Hoffman, who you can hear in the uh, the trailer for this. I remember I got, a friend of mine worked in a cinema when this was trailering back oh. in the 1800s. Back when this was trailering. Yeah. I've never heard of that phrase Back in my life. when this was a trailer... Uh, my friend worked in a cinema and it was so funny because it would be the, the wee TV screen up on uh, a, the big hallway of a cinema and it's blaring through and Philip Seymour Hoffman, you just hear him, it just everyone stops like in the cinema and looks at this trailer and they like, what the f*** is this? Because Philip Seymour Hoffman just goes, shut up! Shut, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! And he's on the phone just like, shut up! Over shut, and over shut, again. Shut, shut, shut up! Shut up, shut up, shut up! Yep. Yeah, anyway, but, so... And you can just imagine, like, uh, parents taking their kids in to see some Disney cartoon, and they're like, <laughs> what's going on? What is this nonsense? Yeah. So this movie is... It's the Adam Sandler film that you kind of wish... It's the kind of film that you wish Adam Sandler would always make. Because in this film, he's he's an excellent actor in this movie. Like mm-hmm. he, he really sells the character so well. He's this kind of tortured individual who's just super lonely, and his uh, his... Anxiety and his isolation seems to stem from his kind of domineering family, which is run by seven sisters. So he's got seven sisters who are all just absolutely shit to him. And uh, there's a there's yeah. a moment early on in the film where he's at a family party, and and you kind of you realise why he is the way he is basically. And it's, yeah. it's he walks through the door, and they're all like, "Hey, remember when you made a complete cunt of yourself?" Ha ha ha! And they're all standing around laughing. And he's just like, "Yeah, great. I'm glad I showed up." Uh, yeah, <laughs> and he's already like. Uh, worried about showing up so you know you, you can see where he gets it basically so Roger Ebert has uh, has talked about this film as being essentially film criticism in a film so he, he it's, and it's true like so he takes an Adam Sandler film and, and makes it good and, and makes it kind of makes it a little bit arty as well but um, so, so you, you pretty much the motivations of the characters are all pretty much there yeah. And you kind of, you really feel how Barry feels at points. And Barry is never made out to be, he's not necessarily made out to be the good guy. He's a flawed individual and you, you're never really meant to ever look over his flaws. Whereas in a typical Adam Sandler movie, Adam Sandler's characters always do something like horrendously awful. And the movie just forgives him for it. Whereas there's, I don't think this film does in the same way. Yeah. Um, it's perfectly directed, I think. This is, this. I remember the first time I watched it. I was uh, I didn't I didn't think much of it I didn't think much of it before I saw it that, that sounds stupid I mean Adam Sandler film you know how good could it be put it on and it got to about maybe about half an hour into it and I was like I'm watching something special right here and then my friend actually I was living with my mate at the time and he uh, when he opened the door uh, while I was watching this film I just like waved at him to just get out because I was like don't interrupt this this is this is actually amazing and I ended up watching the entire film un- uninterrupted. And I think it made it all the better, you know. No, oh, yeah, actually... it, it, it like got to the point where I was like, no, no, no. I think this is important. This is actually <laughs> like I was like, just go away, please. Just please, just let me just watch. Please, just watch please. this now. That is it. That's that's kind of amazing. It's a little bit artsy. I mean, it was years ago. I was young. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's kind of funny. That uh, yeah, no, it just I don't even want like two seconds of disruption here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could feel the door open. I think he was. I think he'd, he'd be drinking or something like that. So I was just like, no, no, <laughs> now go away. I'm watching my kino. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, man. I, again, I'm really bad at selling these films on this podcast. This what is a the really song? good can we talk, movie. Can we talk about the song? Uh, yeah, sure, man. Fucking hell. There's a song in this film that goes, "He needs me. He 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 needs me." <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Basically like that. And I mean, it's a weird song as it is, 
But uh, it's actually taken from Robert Altman's Popeye movie, starring yeah. Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall. So it kind of harks back what you're saying about it being film criticism in a movie. Mm. So he's taken the Adam Sandler thing and made it good. He's also taken something out of a, a totally critically and commercially like panned uh, film. Like, oh, is Popeye not a good movie? No, oh no, 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 no. That was like a total flop, and everyone said it was crap. Oh, uh, sure. yeah. And it's you know, but there'll be people like probably Paul Thomas Anderson was prob- like, probably thinks that there's something great about. That. I yeah, mean, the song that you just sang beautifully is a great song, and it fits so well into the film, so so well. Mm. Um, but yeah, this film's just like oozing with style, and you uh, you know, you just it's. I, I found it really inspiring the first time I watched it. Style and eccentricity. Yeah, it take. It's just weird. It's a really weird, inspiring little movie. Really inventive the entire time. There's little details that you notice all the way through, and the color use of color is amazing. And oh, it's such a good movie. Barry has got a bright blue suit, and everyone reacts to him like it was a new suit. So you're think you're introduced to this character thinking, so this is a guy in a blue suit. But then everyone that comes in goes, "What's with the suit?" <laughs> So it's clearly the first day that he's worn the suit, but f- as far as you're concerned, you know he exists completely inside this suit. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is. Uh, it's a cracking movie, full of little symbols and stuff like that. Anyway, I don't think I've sold it very well, but you need to watch it. I, it's one of my favourite films of all time. So I, I, I don't say that about many films. Um, you can pick it up on DVD for three ninety nine cents. Three ninety nine somewhere. <laughs> Only seven cents a dollar. If you find it for £1.49, then that's clearly a faulty one. Don't trust it. Don't trust the low price tags like that. If you want it, if you want your if you want your uh, perception of Adam Sandler to be changed a little bit, then check out fucking Punch Drunk Love. I've got a poster of it in my room. That's how much I like it. You've got the poster up in your wall? No, not the poster. I've got like an arty fucking like a piece of art. Did you draw something and then write I Punch Drunk Love at the bottom? No, I wish I'd. <laughs> Maybe I should. Color pe- get the coloured pencils. It's, like, it's like a really nice like fucking print. Did you wave your friend out of the room like, get out, I'm doing my Punch Drunk Love poster. <laughs> You've got like three pencils in your hand so that it's like three different <laughs> lines of colour. It's like Punch I'm... Drunk <laughs> Love. I'm basically like Christian Bale. Remember on the set of Terminator Salvation? <laughs> when he was, when he Christ, you're unprofessional. <laughs> That's exactly what I was like, except I was just a fucking fat nerd watching a movie on a, on a TV screen. What a fucking loser. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.